This is the Weird is the New Black Show. Episode 49. Goddamn, 49 episodes. Congratulations. Thank you, sir, of the Weirdest New Black Show. And I'm here kicking it with the brother, Black Lavender. Yes, sir. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, sir. I'm here in the building. Thank you for having me, man. Shout out to you, man. I'm throwing the hat. You know what I mean? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm a brand. I'm a brand. I'm not a business, man. I'm a business, man. Yes. yes. Just handling my business. Damn. You feel me? <laughs> Quoting, yes. But definitely uh, appropriate because a whole was birthday is a couple uh, couple days ago. Hey, happy belated, King. Happy belated. You know what I mean? Throw up, throw up the drop sign or whatever. You know what I mean? Word. So boom. So um, for those who may need the backstory, because I always give the backstory. Over the summer, um, Water Rice had a I want to say what would you call it? Like a mixer? Yeah, a little pop up mixer. Pop up mixer, yeah. And I hadn't been seeing in a minute, bro. It was like. Work life was you know had me in a different different circle, man. So I decided, you know, to do my best turtle impression and pop my head out my shell, see what was going on. I like that. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. So I came through to the um the mixer at the warehouse on Watts and you know, saw different people, man, saw a couple ladies in the place. I'm in the corner like a perv eating like vegetarian tacos and shit, you know what I'm saying? And you know, <laughs> It was, it was all facts, man. Which ones was hitting out? There was, B. I'm like, oh, this is vegetarian? Let me try this out. And it was like, yo, this is good. This is definitely on point. And that's when I met this brother here, Black Lab. And we had discussed him coming on the show because he, like my previous guest, I can call him a cannabis activist. Yes, sir. Someone yes, who sir. believes in the green. You know, we had these ideas that, cool, man, we'll make things work out. But you know how things go when you're grown and you're an adult and you got responsibilities, scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. So we finally made it happen today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Today. So I'm happy to have him here. And, you know, last show, shout out to the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. That show we discussed, you know, we got a lot of facts, we discussed many things, the importance of it you know, equity and how, you know, we can better our lives via the cannabis industry. But today I want to take a different approach to it. Let's have some weed stories, bro. Let's, stories. let's have right, some, right. some experiences. Let's, let's discuss it, you know what I mean, from a, from a more laid back point of view this time, right? So for one, I'm going to tell you how I got started with the marijuana. Okay. When I was a kid, there was a scare tactic. The reason why I was like I had a strong aversion to the uh, to the ganja, to the cannabis, to the marijuana. Like so many different so many different words for the shit. I love it, yo. And it was like um, seventh grade. We had to talk about different drugs, and I had to like talk about marijuana. And it was like fifteen thousand different names for marijuana. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like you can't it's hash, sheesh. All these different things. You can't. It's, it's the devil. Right? And then I'm told later on, it was like, yeah, you smoke marijuana, you get brain cancer. That's how Bob Marley died. And I was like, I don't want a brain cancer. You know what I mean? Like, 
so different things was, was like was told to me. Then once I got to a certain age, I was like, well, that's a, that's this isn't true. This is this is all balderdash. It's just malarkey. Yeah, exactly. It's shenanigans. I remember I said that shit in front of my parents. I'm like, yo, smoking weed gets your brain cancer. And my dad was laughing. I was like, why are you laughing at that? Serious shit. He was like, nothing, nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Now I understand. Ladies later, I know why you were laughing. Yeah, he about to roll up. That's why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because I saw pictures of my dad back when he was younger with his friends. I'm like, ah, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, those was the cigarettes. Word. Yeah. Yo, man, he was, there's <laughs> even a story about it's my grandpa passed. I can tell the story. He said, was even times when, like, he would roll up for my granddad. You know what I'm saying? This is back in the 70s, bro. This is how, this how it was. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, word, my grandpa used to do that too? Yo, bet. I don't think I have any, any of my immediate family. Grandparents? None of them. I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like it was certain, there was certain groups of them that was like, nope. They purely puritanical when it came down to the, uh, to mean to the to Mary Joanna, the Mary J. Right. Yeah, real strict, like real buttoned up. Like, yeah. Why? Like I had this similar experience. Like for me, it was somebody that's that was like a older brother, you should say. Mm-hmm. And he was very like adamant. It was like like weed is bad. Like you you can't smoke weed. You'll get addicted to it quick if you mm-hmm. try to like wean off. Like withdrawal will kill you. Like shit's crazy. It's worse than like pill popping or something. Like. Well, I don't want to die. Like, I would like to try it, but I was like, fuck it. Like, no, nah, I'm good for years. And then my cousins would get involved with it. Mm-hmm. They would get in trouble. And then, like, see, see, there's, like, even more problems with it. But as I got older and shit, got a good view of this motherfucker that's telling me this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, like, you can't. That's kind of like the pot going to kettle black there. It was like you doing, like, rougher things and shit. So hit up my um my best friends and my co-hosts on my podcast and things and mm-hmm. she's rolled up for me sparked me up and i didn't get high at that point but i was like i still want to still gotta try this again like like i damn sure ain't addicted to it and shit burnt the fuck out my chest but <laughs> yo, <I'm laughs> do it damn time, thing. yo listen it reminds me because i think once i started really getting into it it was college because i didn't do it in high school because you know i just Nah, be well until I moved like from from home and moved you know into into college life and into the dormitories that I got into it, and it wasn't even like yo Mike hit this joint. I went to school on the main line, bro. Okay, Villanova University. I went to school on the main line. You know what they were using, dude? Bongs, bro. Yeah, bong rips, bro. And I had no idea how powerful that shit was. It was my first time doing it. I was in a party, and everybody, you know, sitting around in a circle, just passing the bong around. Listen, I may have been like, I think I might have been a sophomore in college, and I was in somebody's um, apartment on like the main, on the other side of the campus. And we're sitting there, I'm like, yeah, at, at the bong, man. Yo, Mike, all you gotta do is this, you know, hold your head, put your mouth in that part right there, inhale, let loose, and then you got it. You just, 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 just rip it, you know what I mean? I'm like, word, I'm gonna rip it, yo. Shit, it ripped you. <laughs> oh my God, yo. I thought I was supposed to take a big hit. Much as you can take. You know what I'm saying? No. No, that ain't what you're supposed to do. Not your first time. Oh, nah. And I had no idea I did. Oh, man, I ran into that bathroom, coughed up a lung, bro. I was like, yo, this is not. My whole throat down here was like on fire. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that shit's rough. Yo, eyes watery. I got some water. I went back in to try again. And I, this time I took like babies. Like it was like you scared now. I said yes, 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 I am scared now. And I just died. 
Yeah, I just know better. Yeah. Shit. I don't want that problem no more, man. So also, speaking of what you brought it up, your podcast, right? You get the Hot Box Podcast, right? Yes, sir. How did that all come together and break it all down? Well, it was a little bit of a, I got inspiration from a friend of mine who's creating a brand of her own. And I'm like helping her out with that. Like we're both partners in that. Mm-hmm. And from it, I was like, we got to get the brand, like a voice out there. It's also like a cannabis friendly band brand that she's creating. Mm-hmm. So like, let's make the voice of us create a podcast. But she's, you know, she didn't want to put herself out there at the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, fuck it. Like, laughs got this, like the fuck. So like, I started doing that, like got it popping and really just remained the like, I wanted the concept to be, like, within the title. Like, we legitimately hotbox, like, every mm-hmm. week and talk about, like, marijuana topics. We call it pot culture because we don't really talk about the celebrity news and all that slightly worldly stuff if it can, like, you know, if it intertwines. But we talk about legalization things, the crazy things that goes on in it. Like, we record Sundays as well. So today we talked about two barrels of marijuana spilling off the back of a truck and in uh, L.A. or <laughs> and then dudes just speeding off, like, illegal. Like, I don't know if it was illegal or what, but dude crashed, sped off, like, was going. Like, dudes yet to be found. <laughs> so, like, crazy things like that go on in the can- cannabis community, too. Mm-hmm. So we just highlight that while also highlighting, which uh, people like uh, your previous guests, uh, Black Dragon uh, Breakfast Club, They we will highlight them, the things, the efforts that they do, as well as other people. We highlight music, of course of course, mm-hmm. and, you know, bring the entertainment ourselves. So I did that for, like, the first 12 episodes by myself. Then got tired of talking to myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talked to my best friend. She's like, bet, damn. So episode 13 and on. Nice. 39 episodes later, here we are. So if anybody listens, listen to 13 and up. Like, everything else is not relevant. It's not, it's not important. <laughs> but those first 13 helped get to the point where you want to be at right now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Shout out to the first 13. You yes. know what I mean? But that's that's ill. So here's the thing I always you know, have to ask, because uh, a great question was, actually a great statement was said in a, in a previous podcast about people who are smoking with a purpose, right? Like when you smoke, what does it do for you? Like what, like how does it, I want to say, how does it bring peace to your life? Or how does it make it easier? Or does it allow you to deal with the ills in life in a better way? Or what? Well, when I first started, it was purely recreational. I was like, mm. I love this feeling. Want to get it all the time. Like, bet. Like, this food tastes good as fuck on it. Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to sleep good. Like, this show I'm about to watch going to be funny as shit, too. Like, mm. it was just something fun as shit to do. But then as got older, life set in, realized certain things about life, turned into medicinal practically. Mm-hmm. Like deal with depression of my own, deal with my own anxieties and things. Recently diagnosed bipolar and everything. So finding out more things about marijuana and CBD and things that how, how that can help me mm-hmm. is now basically just more so helping anxieties and really less of like smoking just to smoke or whatever if I'm feeling anxious then i'll smoke mellow out like feeling feeling down then i'll do something to cheer myself up then i'll smoke to relax think things over like stuck in my thoughts think it over like make sure i'm not stuck in myself like it just brings 
everything, I want to say balanced out, but mm. it brings things into perspective where like things are, I've realized here's what I can change, here's what I can't, let's focus on what I, what I can, put the energy of what I can't into that. Things will fall into place. So that's where it's at the point with me now. As well as with other people, mm-hmm. it relaxes my anxieties because it's like, yo, I don't know how this is going to go at all. Like, I don't know how, like, I got to, like, spend time with this motherfucker here. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I got to fill in dead air probably, like, keep the conversation going or some shit. Right. But if I smoked previously, then I feel comfortable. But if this person also smokes, then it's like, all right, even better. Like, we can smoke together and then breaks the ice. Like, it's a good social thing for me now at this point, like. Helps me interact with other people. I, well, I shouldn't say helps me interact, but it's easier for me to interact with other people. And as an adult, it's very hard to like, make friends at this point. So rolling up, having a L with somebody is a great way to make friends. Yeah, it is, bro. It is because there's times like you'll be in a space, like Mixer, for example. Mm-hmm. I stay my ass in that corner the entire time. I call my peoples, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all good? They got ice cream over there? And get some of the ice cream. <laughs> Back over to tacos, I was just chilling, but like, it's, just, it's it's rough going into different spaces around different people and you're trying to like interact because I don't know, I feel like people are more standoffish these days, you know? So I can definitely dig it because I've had conversations with people over like with joints in hand. I'm like, oh, word, you like that too? Well, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And we're able, able to bond that way. Even if it's like a 10 or 15 minute conversation, it still opens a door that wasn't there before. It may not have been there before if not for, you know, this exchange. So. I look at weed culture, pot culture, and I realize there are still people out there who may not know anything about it, besides what they see on TV, what they hear on records or movies or whatever. So this comes to marijuana, and I had to learn this. Like I learned it later on in the game when I should have knew it at first. There are two types of strands, indicas and sativas. My brother, please break it down for people who may not know. All right, so there's... Sativas, which is typically the upstream, makes you more energized, makes you feel motivated typically and everything. Just mm-hmm. just a good daytime up boost or whatever. Indica is more of a relaxer. Like if you can deal with anxiety or deal with pain or anything like that, that's what it's really good for. Insomnia, good for that. But there's also indicas that smoke like sativas and then sativas that smoke like indicas. So... You can have a sativa, but then it has the same effect as that indica and vice versa, as well as hybrids of them both. So it's, it's a lot of shit. It goes down to the strains. And each strain, it still helps you out with different, like the components. Like if you have, believe it's, let me think. Shit. Let me make one up. Like OG, OG Bush Blue Dr- Blue Kush or okay. something like that. So it's like a mix of OG Kush and Blue Dream. So a like, this, the characteristics from Blue Dream will give you this effect, while the characteristics from OG Kush helps you medically in this way and that way. It's some deep shit. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep it simple. It's just like, what's this strain? It's that. All right. And then if I like it, then that's my go-to or my favorite. Because in the black market, you can't just it's like, yes, excuse me, plug. Do you have such <laughs> and such a stock? Like, no, it's very whatever you got. That's you. But at the same time. You can't also smoke whatever whatever dealer is like having at the same time too. I'm very picky about mine because you can't just have anybody anybody's got that loud or it's just got that good shit. Like if they can't tell you what the strain is, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be copping from that person. Really? 
So what's the importance of that, of knowing, knowing your product? Oh, because you don't want to waste your damn money, for one. Because, you know, in these streets, there's, like, people trying to make a quick buck now. So they got $20, $25 apes. So that's usually, in my opinion, what I call, like, basically basil sprinkled with some keef on it or some spices, you know. Like, it's not weed. Like, it's not that loud. It's pretty inside voice. You feel me? Like, you got to be able to find somebody, like, where you can see, like, see the crystal, see the keef, see, like, the, like, all, like, if it's, Purple, you could be able to see the purple strains or orange orange strains on it and everything. The mm-hmm. dealer should be able to tell you, like, oh, this is Master Kush. This is White Lightning. This is Pineapple Express. Like, mm-hmm. whatever strain it is, should be able to tell you what it is. And then prices could be fairly well or whatever. And then basically let's like that. Because also the weed guys that I have, you can also bond with them over that because they know what, what they have. Like, you can, like... You know, they tell you all about it. Next thing you know, you're rolling up talking about it. Like, yeah, this strain does that. This strain does that. Talk about the variety of things of different different weeds. Now, bro, a good uh, good uh, good topic. Now, when I first got into the game. You know, I had someone uh, that I knew that I was like, you know, I was getting stuff from him back in the day. But I was like, eh, the quality isn't really what I like. You know what I mean? It kind of smells funny. Not like funny, like it stinks. It just smells like mad green, like mad vegetable You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, all right. You know, I'm not really with this. So how do you go about finding, selecting a good weed, man? Shit. But you got to, that's a very hard question, to be honest with you. I if imagine. You, like for me personally, I've, it's kind of been luck. Like either luck or middleman type thing. Like one of my currents I've gotten through, through a friend and, like, I was, like, just pass my number along because I've smoked with him. Knew this shit was, was good. He mm-hmm. told me the strain and everything. I was like, all right, like, pass me along. Like, I don't want to keep getting weed through you and shit. And that's how I required that one. Other ones are kind of by luck. Like, I actually got a good, I got that loud guy one time. Like, coming out the gas station, and boy, like, he just realized that he saw me cop a backwood or whatever. He was like, I got, he was like, yo, I got the loud. Show me the, show me the bags or whatever. I was like, I'm good, but then he was like, yo, come over here. Like, he told me the strain. He was like, this is, um, I forget, it was something purple, but mm-hmm. it definitely had the purple strain, like, hairs in it and everything. He was like, take this as a sample, let me know what it is and everything. I deliver all this shit. And it was good ass sample. I had him back the next day, and like, he, like, on point. He took, he didn't even smoke. He just took it as a business. Like, wow. he was like, let me know if he had to work during the day. He's like, I'll take you down now. Like, mm-hmm. you're this person on the list. I'll be to you, like, roughly around this time. Like, Bull was on point. Wish he was still around, but. Damn. It's very, it's very odd ways that you come across with you, man. One time I just, like, shot my shot. Like, I was walking, like, I always walk up and down the block that I was living on at the time in a mm-hmm. house on the corner. It was, like, where the plug was at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always smelled the weed. always was, like, I really want to just cop there. I don't want to keep having to hop on a G and go to, go to my homie's house right. and, like, get that joint. So I was, like, just shot my shot. And I was, like, yo, like, like y'all got y'all got weed or whatever. The boy was, like, just come up the steps, walked up. He's, like, what you need? It's like, back. Ass told him, passed the money, and then next thing you know, that was my regular and shit. As luck will have it. Yes. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. I have been passed along like a terrible weed man before. 
And never again, yeah. <laughs> never again. It's not going back to that. Mm-mm. Here's the ill thing. Like, as much as, uh, you know, I've encountered a lot of weed men, but I've never had a weed woman before. Really? I have. Really? Two of them, actually. One when I was in college, mm-hmm. and she was really on point, too. She was synonymous to my delivery guy and shit. And... She was also a good friend of mine, too. She was just on point, too, very punctual. She way like, out right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Also knew the strings. She actually also asked you which one you wanted because she had multiple like ones in stock and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, you the baddest bitch on campus right now. <laughs> like, you popping. And then my girl was here in Philly. Like, she was a little, you know, we managed a typical, typical right outside, but then you out there shivering and shit, waiting for them and shit. Like, on that type time, but she delivered, so <laughs> right. like it. Can't lose with that. Damn, dude. And uh, you know, I just look around and I often wonder, like, where else? Where can the culture go from here? Like in your mind, like where do you want to see pop culture go? Like, I want to see it as social as it is with with alcohol. Like, if you have a mixer with alcohol, I would love to see, like, people being being able to, you know, of course, not overdo it, like, mm-hmm. rolling up back to back to back, but to be able to have a social over, like, over a, a joint or a blunt or whatever, mm-hmm. and then still network with, like, people, like, the water ice thing. That would have been dope to have. Like, you know, like, especially with those tacos and things there, it would have been dope to have yes. <laughs> some alcohol alcohol flowing, like, weed flowing, or virtual reality drawing would have been lit with, like, both of those. Like, it was just, I would love to see it just very social and unstigmatized as well. Because mm-hmm. that's also the purpose for our podcast is we want to highlight the positive things that's going on, highlight the th- like good things with the legalization or the good things that, like, different creatives or advocates are out here doing and, even the crazy things that goes on in the pot culture because the show like is no different from the shit that goes on in re- everyday world. So you can't mm-hmm. try to say like we would make like we just so bad you always getting into this shit or that shit, but flip it around, it's the same shit in regular day life if you don't add weed into it. So I would love to see it just unstigmatized, very social, like it's now starting to be recognized and more I wanna say maybe more tolerant or accepted by larger groups and growing groups. But as far as people ex- like still looking at it in a positive way, there's still a lot of negative viewpoints on it, which needs to be changed because like how many deaths have actually happened from it? How many people have actually beat somebody to fuck up? Like while on weed, made you angry, made you do any of this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Anybody they say have, like probably have weed in their system at the time that it took place, but wasn't because they were high probably like, they didn't hit the blunt and be like, all right, I'm about to go. I'm about to go rock ball around the corner. Like, you really you really ain't going to pay me back, dog. Like, I got a problem right now. Like, right. Most niggas do that to not have to go around the corner to right. knock ball, like, across the face and shit. So that's the type of things that I would just love to see more. More access to, more access to it and, like, use that revenue to be able to contribute to this city where things are like the schools are closing libraries are closing potholes all over this place like that revenue could be used to go back into the city rather than ppa trying to ticket everybody to fund that or like the toll prices constantly going up and all this stuff like that's what's being proposed now in new york it's not legalized yet but they're mm-hmm. now at, like suggesting that like 
this revenue could be used to fix the MTA. Like, mm. imagine how old that is. Like, and it's deteriorating. Like, everybody's like constant outages, delays, or everything is constantly just going down with the thing. So, mm. why not legalize it? Use some of that revenue to help fund it, even though whatever the revenue is would be a fraction. Like, it's billions of dollars that it would take to create that. Only millions of revenue, but mm. it could still help move that ball since clearly I ain't doing anything, you know? So, right. Just imagine like all of that that can be done to better our community and how much better our community, like socially acceptable that it would be for this plant to be bringing everybody together, fixing our community, like, you know? Yeah. Because I'm wondering, like, what could we really do to destigmatize it? Like, I feel like for so many years, like, the narrative has been, oh, it does this, it does that. Or, like, how many times have you seen, like, the marijuana episodes of, like, various sitcoms? When a kid is caught smoking pot in the room, and the parent comes in like, smoking pot? Don't you know that if you smoke pot, what can happen to you? Don't you know it's a gateway drug? And the kid's like, I'm sorry, Dad. I'll never do it again. He was like, I understand, but you're, you're, you're grounded. But come here, son or daughter. Give him a, a serious hug, and the show ends. In the next episode, the kid is like, back to normal. Yeah. It's like, yo, so like, what do we... Like, what do we do? Like, how do we put forth into the mainstream? Like, yo, pot isn't bad. Marijuana isn't bad. Like, of course, like you said earlier, um, you know, if you do it all the time, of course it could be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like back to back to back down to stop. But if you do anything in excess, mm-hmm. you're going to have, have a problem. It's like, but what, I wonder, like, what could we do as, like, this, like, regular, you know, as regular citizens of this country, you know what I mean, or of this city? I think two things would really help. One, if we had more shows, again, like That 70s Show. That mm-hmm. 70s Show was a show where, like, all the characters clearly smoked weeds about the weed culture back in the 70s and everything. And I feel like that show actually showed weed in a positive light. It showed, like, a lot of... It showed it in a positive light in a very comedic way. Like, mm-hmm. the humor was very much there. Like, all the stereotypes were there and everything, but then they even poked fun at it with, like, how ridiculous things are with... Like um, Eric's birthday party, then mm-hmm. the parents leave them all there alone. It's like, what's the worst that can happen, Kitty? Or the um, worst. Sorry, I got the episodes mixed up. Yeah. Episode where High got arrest- arrested, actually. Mm-hmm. And then they're think, talk, like saying, what is about all this? And like they basically did a replay of the a spoof on the Reefer Madness episode where it's mm-hmm. like all this ridiculous things that's happening. Like he's Kelso's laughing uncontrollably. Jackie's dancing everywhere. Like this dude sweating like uncontrollably like then marijuana makes him shoot down a by accident and stuff like all this nutty stuff that they mm-hmm. they're like clearly this is ridiculous but then let's this is like really how it's affecting them like which is in no way shape or form negative like this is how they can go throughout their day still this is mm-hmm. like still you know it's just weed and then even episode where they selling pop brownies like they're just showing us, like, this is, like, it's pretty dope. Just make sure you're, like, a good distance away from home. You're in a safe place. Like, mm-hmm. here you go. Like, it shows how acceptable it was back then because everybody smoked pot. Even Donna's parents mentioned it. Like, they yeah. had to go across town to go get their weed and everything. They mm-hmm. was hush, hush. Like, everybody smokes weed. Like, it just shows you that. And if we had more shows like that, this, like, actually shows, like, in a humorous way, maybe, or in a serious way, like, the benefits of weed, like, it will open up people's eyes more. Mm-hmm. And two, maybe even Beyonce saying that she smokes weed will probably make a lot of people open their eyes and be like, maybe weed's not that bad. 
Because Beyonce said it, it's, it's, it's kind of rule, you dig? Listen, if, if they ever came out with Beyonce smoking weed, yo, the game would be over, yo. It's over. Because then next thing you know, everybody be fast more weed smokers again, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I think Rihanna does. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Outly, proudly. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I would love to smoke with Rihanna, B. Shit, I would love to smoke with Michelle Obama, man. Because you know she's talked about in her re- like latest book. Talked about how she used to smoke growing up and everything, how it affected her. Word. Like, yo, bring that back. Because, yo, Barack did the same thing, too. Oh, yeah. Saw the pictures of the, of the boy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah of this. course. That's motivation right there. Yes. That's definitely motivation. I even read an article saying that they, uh, in the house, like, sometimes from time to time, Barack would spark up and shit. They both love weed candies and shit. Like, yo, man. First of all, first of all, that... <laughs> Could you imagine shit going on in the warehouse, bro? Yep. Imagine the warehouse. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be great as hell, bro. I'm like, bro. I would love that. I would love to have seen that. You can't tell me Snoop ain't spark up in the Oval Office, dog. They probably went down to the bunker, everything. Just hot box every room. Yep. In that entire White House, dog. Here's the thing I think about, right? It's like, I look back at people who are like, yo, so anti-marijuana, right? Then I'm like, I want to know, like, what kind of people they actually were. Because I'm sure, like, their demons or whatever foul shit they were into was, like, a hundred times worse than, like, smoking marijuana. Like, I'm like, what are you really so, what are you really going so hardcore about that for? You know what I mean? Like, you, because, well, okay, you don't like marijuana, but yet you would get pissy drunk to the point that you pissing yourself because of alcohol. But yet marijuana's whack? Like, come on, bro. That's crazy, too, yeah. We actually just read a story about... A man down in Silver Spring, Maryland, mm-hmm. black gentleman, comes home. He sees his neighbor, like, drunk, passed out on the lawn, like, his neighbor's lawn. He wakes him up, carries him home, like, makes sure he gets home all right. Bet. Starts walking home, like, the cops, ambulance, everybody's out there. His neighbor's called about the bull on the lawn. Homie tells him, like, yo, I just got him home. Like, answers all answers respectfully, shows him my deeds, lets him know y'all lives there, too, blah, blah. The next thing you know, the cop was like, no, and nah, you the intoxicated one. Like, hems him up, pins him against the, like, all against the car, four cops on him, trying to say that this guy, like, was intoxicated, and then by the luck of it all, they find just a little bag of weed on him. Oh. And it was like, nope. Like, you're going to jail, yeah. But the crazy part is, in Maryland, they have it decriminalized, where if you have less than, I believe, eight grams, like, it's cool. So obviously that dude had less than eight grams, but now they're trying to charge him with all these other charges, like resisting arrest, disobeying, like uh, authoritative orders or something like that, like a bunch of other things. And it's on Instagram everywhere. His neighbors are like, he lives here. Like, why are you doing this to him? And the cop even said, yeah, he told us that, but let us do our job. Like, like your, your job should be done at that point. You dig? Like, it's too much nut shit. People, I think people just want our people in jail. Like, they, they care more about us being away than them making money off. They probably want us to be away so that they can make the money off it. Because there's, even in Pittsburgh, decriminalized. And it's really just either a citation, or if you want, you can you can book them and take them in. But you don't have to. A lot of people just write them the ticket. But there's a specific county in Pittsburgh that still just arrests, like, specifically black people on those small charges and may not get charged for it, but they just still just arrest them just because. Like, they or they just trying to find something, yeah. The drug on war is still it's still real. That's why they still on it. So I, and, and, you know, and also it especially depends on what shade you are. You know, what I mean, in the war, 
You know what I mean? Because, like, I was like, nigga, it's like, it's weed? What? Come on now. Because, like, yo, when I was in college, most of the weed smokers I encountered weren't people of color. You know what I'm saying? They had the bongs. They had all the connects, bro. And I'm like, what? I know more people who are, like, who smoke weed who aren't people of color than people who are. You know what I mean? But for them, I, but I feel like it's crazy how, how the rules differ based on who who you are when you, when you smoke weed. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, bro. Like, I remember watching, uh, what movie was that? But I think I think some some cops, you know what I mean, after the shift is over, they just smoke too. Like, yo, y'all get stressed about the job. Smoke some of this shit. I think they Call should. me nerves, bro. You know what I mean? People, and like, if cops can smoke weed, then definitely nobody else will be getting arrested for weed. And on top of that, you know how many, like, killings there probably would be? Less traffic? Like, people just pulling them over for dumb shit? Like, it's like you know what? Fuck it. Let it go. Like, let's focus on this other, like, regular shit. Like, I heard, I hear there's a robbery in progress. Let's go get that yeah, let's, right get, let's, let's get him, yo. Like, yo. You know what I mean? Somewhere about this guy over here who helped, helped out his drunk neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, man. You know, I look around and legalizing it would do so much. You know, it just, just to change the frame of things. And I saw uh, recently in Michigan, uh, they decriminalized it. And I believe somewhere on the West Coast, I forgot the, the city, but they're like going to like pretty much brush away all like marijuana misdemeanors going back to 1975. Like that's, that's, that's big. Yeah, that's starting to happen everywhere. And these two, you know, because uh, – I don't know. I just, I just need you know for people to stop trying to put people in jail over, over the dumb shit, bro. Always, because they even believe in that. Like I like that you say like the people that you smoked with when in college were like people who weren't black or people like non people of color. Mm-hmm. I went to a college like in the boonies of Ohio, like tight. Population twelve hundred, like when school's not in session. Like small town and shit. Yeah. Technically a village. Like it was the village of such I'm not gonna name a town and shit. Right. But like everybody out there surprisingly was like weed was very hard to come by. It's like the stigma of a weed there was at an all time high. Like mm-hmm. like everybody will look at me. I was in a fraternity and people um everybody in the fraternity drunk. Piss pissy drunk put holes in the wall, just piss anywhere, like, throwing up everywhere, like, doing dumb shit, you know? But then I'll go off the property and, like, spark up, come back in my, just in my bag, like, just chilling, and everybody got a problem with it. It's like, it's like you can't, you can't smoke weed, and, like, it's the image of the fraternity, da-da. It's, like, always some dumb shit. Actually even had, like, a whole brotherhood meeting to talk about that. And then tried to say, but we're not talking about you. I'm like, bro, who the fuck else could you be talking about? <laughs> it's me and, like, two other people in here that spoke. And, like, all the things that you name right now is things I did. So you're not talking about, like, any up anybody else in this room, y'all. And they fucked up, gave me beer in that joint. So I was, like, I was, I was lit. I had to go leave. <laughs> I had to leave to go smoke after that. But, like, shit like that is, like, they're at an all-time high. Like, it takes, I think... It takes even getting into these small towns and everything, because even people there I went to school with didn't even like really like come across black people before. Like mm-hmm. coming across me and like the few other black people there was their first time like really dealing with them and everything. So even like we had to break that stereotype 
and like this like stigmas between about black people and everything mm -hmm. so like even starting there getting into these like rural areas and letting them know like this isn't bad this isn't bad like show like put the info in their face like start it there because that's even where like a lot of problems where <laughs> that's a lot of people who voted for who we have in now so if you educate those people first like obviously these bigger cities these bigger counties we're the ones who want it legalized like those are people who don't so that can hopefully help it i mean we can't really educate them well on racism and like all that other stuff right. but good luck going you know so hope for the best for we but yeah. i think that will actually like help it too because people aren't really exposed to certain things all they know is what they hear about all they know is what they think they see from reefer madness or these episodes that show like the bad negative sides of weed it would even help if uh sorry no but problem. it would even help if uh there was actually an episode of scrubs the tv show scrubs if you're familiar with it love that show bro there was an episode that they actually like blacklisted it was about medical marijuana and there was a patient who was using it because the effects that uh a cancer patient they was on chemo wasn't working for them try medical marijuana doing wonders for them and everything right. but nbc was like no nah, we can't show that that's medical marijuana we'd rather y'all go get a 16 year old virgin and like buy them a prostitute and like do that episode then like you air this shit like like shit like that and, uh, like even though it's the comedy show like a show like a hospital show yeah. things like that will help it as well like people take shows like that to heart like People think, what's his name, Dr. Doctor House? Everything, they think everything he says is true. So maybe, maybe shit like that will help. Who knows? I'm also rambling, so. But no, here's <laughs> the thing about it, like, it comes down to cannabis education. There does need to be a curriculum. It should be taught, you know, this might sound a bit radical, but I think, like, high school, like in health class, this should be discussed because how many times in it, like, we had, like, health class and they discussed drugs, how all the drugs were bad, right? They put, like, marijuana, cocaine, all different types of drugs that existed out there. You're like, yo, this is all bad things. But it's like, we need to start addressing all of, what, of what's being taught to us. Like, okay, it's all marijuana, but don't just say, oh, it's bad. Also mention what it what it actually does, like how people with cancer, you know, what I mean, need uh, medical marijuana to like to deal with certain things. You know, what I mean, like that's not it's not do this because you have a generation of people who've been like given the one sided story of everything, whether it be history, you know, in terms about like how America was was founded. You know, we get this whole glorified story about how the forefathers. And they're, you know, and the Constitution and the Revolutionary War and Civil War and, you know, all this stuff, why we got America today, you know, which is why people are so eager to fall in for this whole make America great again shit because they think America's always been great. But if you actually break down the story about how grimy motherfuckers were mm -hmm. you know, from, from, like, from the jump, you would actually have a better understanding and more respect for the country that you're in. Because you're able to see that, oh, wow, motherfuckers been grinding around here. So, which means we gotta do our, do our best to like, not follow and repeat history. Right. But we get motherfuckers on side of things, then that's all you're gonna get, right? So even down, like, mention like sex, like sex ed, 
But, yeah, with gym teachers, man, like, shout out to my old gym teacher, bro. He was my health teacher. And he was trying to talk, talk to us about, like, sex ed. Listen, bro, the last thing I need is somebody who got mad at me because I didn't run a 400, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't play crab soccer to come and tell me about, yo, this is what you need to do with a condom. In a diaphragm, <laughs> like like you saying these words so harshly, bro. Like you just make sound everything sounds sound disgusting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the uterus and the vagina. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, put the put 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 the cup in there, the, the diaphragm in there. You know what I mean? Or the uh, the ring in there. You put the ring in there, the ring. I'm like you just it made this shit sound mad nasty, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's probably why kids want to have sex with raw now, because you make it sound and like protecting yourself sound sound disgusting, man. For real. You know, but like even so with marijuana, like we have people who are like we have kept these classes of like, yo, if you do this, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Or, you know, the whole dare thing. Yeah, they gotta switch that up. Dare don't even have marijuana on the list no more. They actually like slowly backed out of it. Like as of twenty eighteen, I'm pretty sure I haven't checked it myself. It's just an article we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. And they basically was like, they slowly just removed it off the list. They ain't make any sort of announcements, anything like that. It's just, if you look at their list of like anti-drug things, marijuana isn't on it. And maybe if it is, maybe it's just like in the legal states, it's not on that list anymore. Yeah, but as far as the, the big fish to fry, it ain't there. Yeah. All right, remember when we were kids, hold on, if I'm feeling me 26. 26? Oh, shit. I don't know if you're around for this shit. But I'm, I see, I see, all right? Try it. All right, old soul, you never know. Facts, I'm 34, right? So when I was a kid, and I'm going to say first, second grade, there was this cartoon that had all the cartoon characters in it, Ninja Turtles, XYZ, and it was all like trying to save this kid from doing drugs. And this kid was like, I guess they were trying to keep him from doing all types of stuff, like, you know, it was like smoking marijuana, you know, you never see the character, the kid smoking, the eyes all red, and like zombies. It was like something, it was so extreme. Yeah, like Ninja Turtles and like maybe Looney Tunes doing the best to collaborate on some Avengers shit to keep this kid from doing drugs. I'm like, first of all, this kid is seeing cartoons. He's already doing drugs before you even got there, Tony. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's not how you do it. But like, it's a rat. It's a rat. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to have like, kids like five six years old doing like smoking weed of course not but it's like i don't want people to come into an understanding about what this stuff is from a half-assed point of view like people need to understand all that they're getting involved in you know what i mean like yeah, if you're in high school this is what it is you know if you're going to legalize it be like oh you can't smoke until you're such and such an age or whatever because what's the age for um Cigarettes, you'll be 18, right? Yep. Like, listen, same shit. If you're 18 for cigarettes, you, you should be 18 for marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think you should be 18, well, to an extent, 18 for alcohol, but hey, that's debatable. But here's, here's the thing, though. Over here, we can do that. It's like 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Over in England and, like, France and shit, it's like, what is it? England's like, what's like it? like 16, 18. 16, 18. You, <laughs> you can have that shit in your baby bottle, basically, over there in, in Europe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, over there in... Like, in Europe, Amsterdam, weed is, 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 is there. Very accepted. The thing was, like, crazy thing with Amsterdam, a lot of people think that it's, like, weed, like, weedtopia, basically, and shit. But the crazy thing is, it's actually very much illegal there, too. It's just, like, in their cafes and, and those areas, it's, like, that's where it's legal. It's, like, okay to smoke there and shit. 
But even those cafes are like running, like basically on the black market too. So they can't have more than eight ounces in stock. But obviously they sell more than that, so they gotta have like a middleman coming back and forth, and that motherfucker waste is like risking his life to be really? able to run that back and forth. I had no idea, yo, because you know people may seem like, oh man, I'm going to Amsterdam, I'm getting high, but not not knowing that's that cafe. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, I was, saw it on a documentary. It may have changed since then, but was it too too long ago? I seen the documentary, so I'm seeing that shit in Euro Trip. I'm like, oh word. That's how it is over there. Work? Not at all. But even that, with like as you say, with the dare programs and everybody also highlighting like this is what it's going to do for you. Like, personally, I learned about dare and things. I remember sitting in the auditorium in middle school hearing about that. So if you want to like educate the the kids like about it, like educate them about all of it. Like you said, not from a half-ass point of view. Like this right. is what it's going to do for you too. Like if you want to smoke, it's best for you to smoke at this age. Like. Kids are so impressionable at that point. Like, mm-hmm. once they get to a certain age, and that's when they're like, nah, bro, weed is bad for you. Like, that shit will, shit will make you foaming at the mouth, just like that heroin. Like, you can't, like, you can't do that. Like, right. that's how kids grow up thinking that, that ignorant stuff. So, you have to, like, it starts there, too. And as they get older, they're, like, definitely involved in, like, health class and all these other things that you're learning from it and, like, that you'll learn about it as you get older through, like, different stages of school. I think that's important. Yeah, because at that point, there's also colleges now that's going to start using, like, cannabis, like, one-on-one, like, for growing and, like, all this other, like, the sciences behind it and stuff. So, like, if you teach them, like, leading up to that, maybe a kid will have the passion to get into the industry and, like, you know, be the next face to, like, destigmatize it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, give the kids the opportunity to, like, see if they want it. Like, let them make the choice rather than, like, nah, 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 like, don't ever do it, you know? I think here's the thing about like some parents that I peep. It's like, you know, some parents are all about like the horror stories, give their kids all kinds of anxiety and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Fuck around, boogeyman come and get you. What? Huh? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, but I feel like if if parents able to talk to their kids about what it is, you know what I mean? Like, and be truthful, and be, don't be like, do that. It's bad for you. It's terrible. But you used to do it. You know what I'm saying? You used to do it with your friends and all that. I'm like, and you ain't come out crazy? Like, I understand you, you want to, you know, make the world a better place for your kid. But at the same point, it's like there's no need to lie to your kid. There's no need to try to create this, like, this whole Candyland, like, type of, a, you know, atmosphere environment when you know it's not how it is. Yeah, even that or just keeping them in what your view of the world is because – uh, my father actually shout to pops like when he was telling me about we like again my cousins would got involved in it I believe my uncle was like once involved in it and everything mm-hmm. like everybody being in trouble with it so like his point of view was like we ain't nothing but trouble so like when he found out like I was smoking he was like what like go ahead at this at that point I was 18 so he's like technically adult whatever you about to go away to college like but if you get in trouble, like, I'm not Billy Bob for this shit. Like, right. like that's you, bro. Like, I already saw, like, like you, you can go ahead and act like your cousins and your uncles, like, whatever. Like, but you're not going to drag this shit. You're not going to have it in my crib. You're not going to, like, involve me in it. Like, that's you. Right. That's understandable. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, I'm not. Nah, that's too much. I was like, bro. <laughs> but now he's also, like. Which is why I can talk about it or like feel comfortable saying it because like mm-hmm. he's also like probably like the he was basically the one that pushed me off the ledge to 
to do my podcast. Like I was telling him about it, and he was like, seeing like how I am now, he was like, doesn't you're not a bad person from it. Like you like on a straight and narrow, like college graduate, like see like what your ambition is. That's what you want to do. Like go for it. Now, right. boom, here I am. So. Somebody who's learned from it, things you know, like his yes. world since then opened up because he knew I did. Was like, let me see what's going on here. But then, knowing about my anxieties and depression and things, and told him how that helps me and things, mm-hmm. started to learn and educate like more about it. So he was like, started telling him about CBD and stuff. So right. sometimes even then, maybe starts also educating the older peeps too. Dude, nothing that's that's what is dope because I knew um, you have your collective. Highly connected yes, to Break that down. Highly connected. That's actually the brand that I was telling you about that my friend's working on. With that, that's actually a brand to like actually destigmatize it and what the main goal is to be, actually be an atmosphere where cannabis friendly things can happen, like cannabis friendly networking things can mm-hmm. take place. Because, like, we, like, me and her talked about it. She's like, I've made so many friends, like, over Justin L or like made so many connections. Like she has so many people that she just turned turn like go to her phone and be like, Hey, I'm trying to do an event, like I need XYZ, are you willing to help me out? Like anybody she has a lot of people in her corner now, all because of some like sessions and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So she wanted to she wants to provide the atmosphere to people to be able to create and network and socialize, things like that throughout various different types of events too, not just mixer after mixer like different mm-hmm. types of themes of events because like we mentioned earlier like going to a mixer everybody if you go like with your click like you're going to stick with your click you're not going to go like talk with anybody else so she wants to break that ice too so people are actually interacting and everything so mm-hmm. like i heard that it's like i see it like i see the bigger vision of it and i see how it can be a brand like not just an event thing but like a huge brand thing like you can make something of that like beyond that and from that that's where i got the brainchild of the hotbox podcast but yeah but that's where highly connected is right now nice and it's starting to you know we're we're slowly but surely building with it with the things i have going on with the podcast she has actually some things with her own like um internet showing things so like once we uh you know we I'm just personally just waiting on the waiting on the right time to like like all right bet we're both where we need to be to continue this like we can't just keep you know ping ponging it like do a little bit here do a little bit here and then you know figure out along the way like let's you know let's just wait till we're in the right spot you dig I think that's ill man because like you know years ago I had never fathomed that this would be where things are in terms of, you know, with, with the cannabis and cannabis industry. Cause, you know, again, you know, I've seen a lot more, a few years ago, it's very stigmatized. And people were always like, you know, rolling their eyes or throwing dirt on it or you always had these, these caricatures about, you know, so-called, he's a pothead and this and this and that. But not knowing that years from now it will be in a, a better space, mm-hmm. a more understood, acceptable space. And I think that's a conversation that needs to be pushed amongst all kinds of people. I think that's one of the ill things I learned from you know, the previous guest again about having the community and connecting and building with people. Because that's the only way that 
any of us were able, able to make a mark with with we y'all here. You know what I'm saying? Because like we, we just can't have it like in the hands of others. You know, people was pretty much like just having the fate of it in their hands. Like if something we love, something we enjoy, and we know what it offers us, why not stand up for it? You know what I mean? Why not dedicate the time and actually create a change that we needed, need, needed to have? You know, I think that that's important. So yeah, shout out to you and, uh, and your collective and the brand, you know, and the Hot Box Podcast because these things need to exist. Absolutely. You know, it needs to exist. It's like I love that Be Real has his his show. You know, I love I love that. I love um that Snoop has the GGN network. You know, I mean he's smoking on air. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love seeing it out there because it's like, yo, it's not it's not a bad thing. It really ain't. Right now apparently low key we uh skating on ice apparently. Because they say like YouTube or Instagram will take all that down, anything like smoker related or like trying to sell things like weed or something like that. But, you know, we're skating around, like getting through the loopholes of that. But yeah. even that, I was like, that needs to be seen too. Like, there's no reason why. Like, you got to basically go Snoop's way and create your, basically your own website and all this stuff to be able to do that. Like, yeah. it should be on, be able to be on a public forum where other people can connect to it, view it, see it, like. Because if YouTube cut off the, the marijuana shit, they'd be lose a lot of followers, bro. A lot of programs, all that shit. Yeah, that's why they say they created WeTube and everything now, so people can use it there. But I didn't find out about WeTube till like three weeks ago. So I ain't know about it just now, bro. <laughs> so like things gotta be done. Yeah, man. It's like it's a it's, it's a fight, bro. But I mean, it's, it's a fight that's gonna you know lead to some great results. I got, I got one question for you too, dude, since, you know, you are, uh, I consider you a uh, marijuana connoisseur, you know what I'm saying, a cannabis champion. Absolutely. You know, what in the hell are moon rocks, bro? Whoa. <laughs> moon, rock, moon rocks are the shit. So moon rocks are like these, how would you call them? Moon rocks is already a strain within itself. So it's like these very, like very, very green coated, like nugs and shit. So you like put that within a, within a joint. And then I think you put like a little bit of oil on it, like mm. like hash oil on it, and then roll that within some more keef, and then that's your that's there your moon rock. I've had a couple, and it is when I tell you, like not a lot of weed makes me cough, but that one gave me an asthma attack. That shit, <laughs> that shit was good. It's a it's an amazing high, and it lasts forever. You feel like two chain smoking that. It's like it lasts like forty five minutes. Seriously. Cause there's no way you could just keep puff puff passing that back and forth. Like you need, like each person got to take a few puffs. Cause if it was like me and you and I did puff puff pass, like you was just that shit. You still feel it in your chest. Like you need some time. Jesus. Also, can we discuss a bit of weed etiquette, fam? Absolutely. Speaking of puff puff pass, I got a little bit of. A, I think a lot of clicks um, have different rules for this. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll put it this way. Between two to three people, it's so it's acceptable to do puff puff, you know, ash puff puff or whatever, and like mm-hmm. pass it on. Like everybody's going to get a good amount. It's going to come around at least three or four times. Right. But in a head session where it's like the head count is like three and more, like then that's legitimate. You only got one L two, then it's puff puff pass. Like everybody just you follow that protocol. Yep. And in regards to that, ash before you pass because it's 
rude as hell to pass a, like ash and blunt and then somebody like gets ash all over their shit. Yep. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> Yo. It's like, and it's like ask, passing somebody a hot plate without telling them it's hot. Like, if you didn't ash it, it's like, oh shit, that needs to be ash real quick. At least be courteous or something. Be respectful, motherfuckers. Yeah. And then always, if you can't match, also at least try to have a lighter, a roll up or something, mm-hmm. some type of contribution. And in regards to lighters, always give the lighter back. Like, don't be a, a big thief or not. Like, they don't want to big nobody. What else? Because we actually had an episode on this, too. That's probably it. That's all I got right now. I don't want to cause a lot of <laughs> dead air for you. <laughs> so that's all I got at the top of the dome. Okay, now here's, the, here's the thing I got a problem with, right? Listen, bro. I understand, like, you know, people have different methods of, like, rolling joints mm-hmm. up, right? And that's cool. and That's fantastic, you know? But my thing is this, bro. I understand you got to, like, you know, you got to, like, lick the, the joint, roll it up. But you don't got to slobber on that shit, bro. That yes. worst thing I hate is getting, like, a wet joint, yo. I'm like, if you put this shit in the microwave or something, yo. <laughs> oh, like, if you want to bring, bring this shit out. Yeah, I'm like, I, I got it. Somebody gave it to me one time. It, 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 ro- it rolled it up. I'm like, yo, this shit is mad moist, bro. Like, I'm like, it's like the, when the teacher lick her finger and then pass, like, then give you the piece of paper. Yeah, it's like that shit. It's like you just passed me that. Like, that's just disgusting. Like, uh, like you literally feeling their spit and shit. That's why I don't really even roll joints. I can't roll. Like, I can roll a joint, but I prefer not to. I really, I hate it. Pre cones. I have those. those raw joints. Yeah, I'll those. use those, but. Other than that, like, I'll just roll a blunt because it's also, like, you can feel that somebody, like, wet that shit up. And so you just light the end of that real quick, and then you tell them, watch your mouth, you know? Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> like you slobbering, dog. Like, <laughs> that shit's got to chill. Yo, for real, because, like, I was, because I, was, I wasn't expecting it. You know, I'm like, cool, man. I do your thing. I got it. I was like, yo, please tell me your hands are sweaty, bro. Or like, you just wash your hands. Nah, man. Nah. I'm like, yo, why is this shit so wet, bro? bro? And if you know you're going to have a wet, like, smoke through your fingers. Like, put that shit at the end and just smoke through your fingers, yo. Yeah, that's just why. Wet your fingers up. Oh, God. I did that one time. I was like, yo, this is. I'm going to take this shit, man. I'm like, that shit, yeah. that shit stayed damp until it came a roach. And I was like, it's how I know you nasty, bro. I'm like, you got, you got a hippo mouth? What's wrong with you, cuz? <laughs> it's just, it just slobber, cuz. It was two times that happened to me. I had to be passive-aggressive once. And then right, like, dead-ass, like, from, like, one it was my best friend I had to be dead-ass with. Yeah. He passed it to me. It was, like, a couple times. I'm going to let this slide or whatever. It was, like, we all be smoking because you're also going through some shit. Like, I'm going to let this slide. Right. But then you passed it to me the third time and shit. At this point, like, a little bit of weed also fell out the end. So mm. it's just all wet paper. Ew. I was like, bro, like, you really got to do something about this, dog. Like, otherwise, like, I'm going to get this to you and I can roll my own. We could just face this shit and continue to talk. Like, I'm sorry to come, like, like bring you down more. But, bro, yeah. like, like, watch yourself. And then the other person, so I just had problem. to, I just had to, like, fade out of that. And like, like, <laughs> let her know we just gotta go face. Like, like, no, it's, that's all you, bro. I was rolling another one, you know. That's all you. Yeah, Treat I, yourself. I look, man. That's what happened. I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing this shit no more. It's like I, cause I invested in this like this, uh, the glass pipe joint. I'm like, this all works. Cool. That's all I need. You know what I mean? Cause personal joint at home, I could pass that back and forth for somebody. And I'm like. 
I'm good. You know what I mean? Oh, motherfucker still wet that joint up, too. I know. I'm like, ew, man. Why are you just going to slime with us? Keep, why I got to wipe everything? Like, every time you pass it to me, bro. Like. Yeah. Also, another thing, thing in we etiquette, yo. One thing I got to mention, bro, and I'm going to say it right now. If you know that you're sick or you have a cold of some sort, your throat's sore. You know what I mean? You're not you're not snotting yet, but your throat's sore. You know you're getting sick. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. No. No. If you see, you see us out here enjoying ourselves, puff off passing, no, nigga. Wait till you get better. Wait till you, that, that virus is out of your system. Bro, roll your own. Roll your own. And, and then join the party. Because way too many times, bro, I got called up one time. Like, like, it's like been a few years ago. I was sitting there, and we it was all good, right? Chilling. It wasn't until after that dude said, oh, man, I'm not feeling too. I'm getting sick, bro. I'm like, you're going to tell me this after we just did this shit? Really? I got, I'm only getting sick like a couple days later. I'm like, yo, if I ever catch you in these streets, bro, yeah. this week, I'm whooping your ass, man. Yeah. Damn. Depending on your click, though. It can get you can get away with it. Like if you real tight, like my co-host one time I was telling her, like, yo, I think we're gonna have to roll our own cause like I'm like I can feel it, like I'm starting to get sick. And she was like, No, you don't have to do that, save your weed, you just smoke it through your fingers. And I was like, All right, bet. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she ain't get sick, so that shit worked. So if you real tight, all that depends. Also if you sick, like I had um like my uh my shorty at the time. Yeah. Uh we all she was all at like uh my sister's friend's house, we all were smoking. And she was uh, a little sick, so mm-hmm. she was like, they was like, yo, we can't have you, like, not smoking and shit. Just legit just ripped the L in half and gave her the one then, and we just kept smoking the other jar. It's like, yo, like, we got you. That's how you do it. That's how you make it happen. That's good shit. Good shit. So, yeah, man, before we get up out of here on this, uh, this somewhat cool Sunday in the city and shit, I forgot I had the blinds yeah, down. It ain't too windy, yo. I was like, chill. Oh, this light jacket is cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. And I needed this, yo. Before we get up out of here, I want to get you know some final thoughts from you, sir, on the culture, on your brand, on your podcast. How can we find you? You know what I mean? All that good stuff right there. All right, back. Well, you can follow me on the gram at I am Black Lavender underscore. And if you basically want to hear more about marijuana news and like hear our take on music. Art, hear about more creatives that's going on, like our plug of the week each week, or even my like crazy ass high thoughts. Like, f- listen and follow the Hotbox Podcast on the gram, the Hotbox Podcast, all social platforms. And it's all from a comedic standpoint, too. Let that be known. We just, we not C SPAN or nothing, just reading about the news and all that shit. So it's all from a comedic entertainment standpoint, everybody. So, yeah, follow that. And also, if you're down for the cause, like for everybody listening in Delaware, shout out to Weed Snob. They're mm-hmm. like a good, uh, a big advocate group out there, part of Delaware Cannabis Advocacy Network. And so follow them on the gram to Weed Snob too. Word up. Yo, before we cut out of here, I'm going to tell you my last weed story popped back up in my head. So I was um, a guest for a podcast. And the host was like, hey, you want some of this? I said, yeah, no doubt. I'll try it out, All right? I did it. I took a hit. I, I thought it was regular to me. I don't know what it, what it was that was in it, y'all. It was some potent stuff. 
and you know, I had that cough. You know what I mean? I get mm-hmm. up, like, get up out the chair, walk around a little, little quick as you cough, get yourself back to normal. I sat back down. She was like, you know, if you keep getting up and down like that, you're going to pass out. I'm like, like, what you mean? She's like, yeah, if you keep cough up and down like that, you cough, and my legs are going to pass out. I'm like, I'm sitting in the chair. Yeah, I'm like, I was, I got paranoid. I'm like, what the f? I was like, oh, God, I want to pass out. Because I'm, I'm in the studio, like, Ninth and Dolphin and shit, like, you know, up in, like, North Philly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I ain't, so I ain't, if I'm you doing one thing. You pass out nowhere in here, <laughs> No, I ain't trying to be up in this place. Even though the place seems to be secure on this floor, hell no, bro. So I sat there. I'm like, okay, so this is going to work out. So it's going to work out. Next thing you know, I was out for, like, 20 Ow. minutes. Damn. But woke up back up. He was still having the conversations, but the podcast was already over. It wasn't like rude. I was like, this nigga just go fall, pause, pause, sleep on the fucking podcast? <laughs> like, nah. So, I mean, I, I went to sleep real quick after it was over. Oh, my eyes back up like this. I said, cool, everybody's still here? I said, good. Let me get my bag. Get the fuck out of here now, yo. So I can be back in my own space. You probably had a strong ass indicator. y'all. That's what it sound like. Yo, she, listen. And she had it in this, like, Sherlock Holmes type of glass pipe joint, bro. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right. I took the hit. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it just, I never know. I never heard that before. He's telling up and down, pretty, you know, up and down, up and down, like you'll pass out from it. I said, I had no idea. I was like, my ass down. I thought I just took, took that little nap. You know what I'm saying? Because taking a, in my mind, taking a nap and passing out, two different things, bro. Because a nap. Mini joint, eyes closed, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something something like that is light. And it's easy to wake up from, recover, and keep moving. You pass out. Shit, it's different for me. Especially a weed one. If I do a quick pass out, I'm good. Weed nap, it's going to take me a lifetime to get up. You know? It's <laughs> like, that's a real recoup, y'all. It's like, I got to go through, like, rehab therapy or physical therapy or something. Like, I got to, I need help. But, yo, if we got time, I got one more story. I agree, yo. All right, so this is a crazy. I forget what type of pipe it was, but I was in college. We riding around, like a bull, like was thankful enough to like let us, like he drive us while we smoking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm in the backseat, my guys, this like crazy pipe it was basically like hold your hand on the other end of it mm-hmm. while you spark it up, uh, the little things in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you inhale. You gotta move your hand, before, like otherwise they were like they told me it was like you'll fuck yourself up if you don't move your hand in time. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, I moved my hand in time, and it was like, I don't know what happened, but life was just completely different. And that, like, instantly right there, like, life just changed. Like, I've heard in my head just things, and things was just different. Like, I don't know if I was in another universe, but I was like, yo, I think it got me. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody take this. I was not good for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was at a party just sitting on the kitchen counter, like, Yo, everybody will say what's up to me. What's going on, man? <laughs> See, if you want to say what's up, you got to come here because I am not getting up. Come over here. No, you come over here. Yeah, I don't even know how I got to the party, for real, for real. I don't know how I got to this counter, so please come to me. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I had me one time, like, you've done something, and it's like, how the fuck did I get over here from all the way over there? I remember walking. Look, man. I think the one of the few things, common things that will happen to me if I smoke something good is I'll find something that's hilarious and just laugh my ass off until my gut hurts. I remember I was watching like it was it wasn't even anything like super funny, bro. Like somebody said a word 
in a certain kind of way, and like maybe in the tone of his voice or just the sound of the word, I'll be around that shit a good 10 times and was damn near crying laughing in my room. Like I sound like a fucking hyena, yo, from like Lion King, bro. Just losing it. And I'm like, that's how I know I'm in a good place. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit happened to me last night. My homie was, I was like, I was talking to myself. And then she was like, what? And the way she said what, she just had me dying. And she's like, what? What's so funny? So every time she said what, I'm just laughing hard. And she kept saying it in so many different ways. She's like, what is so funny now? What? <laughs> like, and I was just crying, like tears rolling down my face, stomach tight. Like I couldn't do anything. Yo, I got to figure out what the hell I was watching, yo. Because it was like, it was something real stupid, like, it wasn't even anything like out, of, out of the normal. It was just like, you might have said, like, the house is here. Some shit like that. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> Cracking the hell up, man. Cracking the hell up. But, yo, this has definitely been a dope show, man. Shout out to my main man, Black Lav, a.k.a. Black Lavender, man. You can find him out here on the net, you know what I mean, doing his thing, pushing forth, you know, the, the good agenda, the green agenda, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Making things happen. And maybe one day soon I can try out a moon rock. But I, I oh, have to yeah, make let, sure. Let me know. I got the plug. Let yeah. me know. Salute, yo. That's, that's when I do it. I got to make sure that I have no plans for that entire day. Oh, yeah. We'll have you on the show for that day. We actually, we now, like 2019, we <laughs> got to have guests on. So we either, because you know we actually hotbox. So we either going to easily either figure out who we can have like in the actual world because mm-hmm. we're real territorial or who we can like all right let's go to the story studio we, we record at sometimes and right. have them there and shit so 2019 that's just happening bro yes yes see that speak things into existence absolutely. manifestation absolutely that's how we do it that's the only thing y'all gonna hear about it everything else y'all is gonna see it that's gonna see it yes yeah. boom there we go episode 49 of where's new black show comes to an end catch y'all next time peace